I remember myself uh, being in the shower the night before my father was taking office as a president of Argentina. I was 24 by then and I thought, wow, this is going to be amazing. In a way, thanking the energy and the universe, but at the same time I said to myself, this is a perfect moment, but don't be so uh, sure about perfection because good and bad things might come from this experience. Welcome to Talks of Imperfection. Today I sit down with my friend Aito de la Rua visiting my hometown Amsterdam. Medical psychedelics are gaining acceptance for treating mental health disorders and the rapidly growing psychedelic drugs market size is projected to reach 10 billion dollars by 2027. But before hearing about Aito's ventures in the psychedelic world, we learn what it is to be the son of a president and manage Shakira, among other things. My name is Risto Kulasma, and I'm your host at Talks of Imperfection, where we meet nearly perfect people revealing their imperfections. Our intention is to create an encounter where we learn and get inspired about what kind of role imperfection plays in our private and professional lives. So buckle up, welcome on board to the transformative and psychedelic episode of Talks of Imperfection. Welcome to the Talks of Imperfection, Aito de la Rua. Great to have you. Thank you, my dear friend Risto. Thank you for having me. Let's dive in. Um, you have a rather unique story. If you could fast forward from childhood to this moment, what are the kind of uh, most interesting faces and uh, events that uh, you would like to share? I think it was an interesting um, life as, as as any other, no? In a way, like I have the the, the great opportunity to have an interesting family, father and mother, brother and sister. Um, since I remember my my father, he was in politics, working for uh, the peace of the country, and 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 I always remember to to saw him like fighting for big dreams. I remember <laughs> most of my. Uh, colleagues' fathers were uh, attending the school meetings and, and school sports days and everything. And my father, he was never there until I realized, okay, he's doing big things. He's outside my my city in other provinces of the country, uh, talking to people to make try to make the the, the country better. Uh, so my and I, I have also the same name as as himself. So in a way, I felt <laughs> during my childhood that I was in part him, you know, and Fernando de la Rua, that's the same name. And I feel empowered by his vision of working for the people. I have a normal childhood, but with all this um, idea of witnesses in uh, someone who was in a very different uh, career or job than, than the others. And it was a very beautiful process to, to learn, also in, in, in the good and in the bad times. Um, so it was an interesting childhood, and but the most important thing I have to say is um, being part of a family with a common sense, with a beautiful values, and with a lot of freedom. So I have to manage all that in in one equation, um, and that was the interesting journey in my life. Hmm. And then um, you graduated, you went to the work life. What were the first projects? Um, so the first project, yeah, I study law, um, but I never worked as a lawyer, honestly. Uh, as soon as I finished the, the career, I thought, mm, this is not for me. Um, and I started to help my, my father. At the same time I was in, in the university, my father was very close to to become a president, so I decided to, to help him. Um, we were creating cultural festivals and doing a lot of things. Uh, at that time, he was mayor of the city, and uh, and I thought, okay, this is a a good moment to help with with my ideas, and um, so I became part of the campaign. Let's say, no, at that time I was, I think, twenty two years old, uh, doing shows, doing festival, doing a lot of cultural things, and when he became president, I remember I thought, okay, wow, now I need to really 
think because when you have a father in that position, you feel like your country is your 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 house in a way, no? Uh, if you feel someone doing something bad in the city or anything, you want to 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 protect it. You feel like responsible. So at that time, I thought uh, instead of going uh, outside of the country to do other things and do my own projects, my my question was how can I help in this situation? And so I went back to Spain where I. I used to know this Argentine uh, guy, very famous at that time, called Martin uh, Barsavsky, who was the founder of a Jastel, a telecommunication company. And at that time, he was very rich, let's say. And I, I was 22, and he was like 42. And I said, Martin, okay, you are, you are a good friend, you're a millionaire, and you're Argentine, although we are living in Spain. But you have to help me, because I'm young, I'm the son of a president, and I have access to some good ideas if we both uh, brainstorm well. And he says, okay, let me think. Why don't we do something on education? I say, I love it. What, what's and, and we just started a beautiful brainstorming for more than a month. And we became with this idea that is called educar. That means education. In Educ.r, no? instead of .com. And the idea was to connect all the uh, public schools. This was the year 2000. So imagine at that time, Internet was just starting, at least in Argentina. So the idea was to connect all the schools um, into the public network of Internet, create content, and, and to also capacitations for the uh, teachers and students. But the funny story is, like, we started the project, we went to see the president, and said, perfect, let's do it, uh, I love it, thank you guys. And then it's, it's all so complicated with the, with the public offices and the state because and the money is never ready, and of course, public funds, so we have to be very careful. So Martin, that is a type of a character like Elon Musk in a way, one day I remember I was in Buenos Aires, he was in Madrid, and he called me, Aito, this is going to be very slow, because I never work with the government, but I can see things are going very, very slow. So I will donate the money we need to start this uh, venture, and I will donate one peso, that was one dollar at that time, for each public student of the country. That was 11 million dollars pesos. And I remember being on the phone like, okay, this, this guy know what he, he wants to do in life. And uh, he donated 11 million dollars. And, and then the project started uh, very professional, very carefully. It was a mixed company between completely uh, non-profit, not completely from, for the government. Um, and uh, it's beautiful because the company is still there after 25 years uh, already passed from that moment. Educar is still the, the, the content um, educational platform from the government in Argentina regarding education. So that was my first, let's say, at that time uh, on my 20s, beginning of the 20s, uh, involved in that family trying to do something for the country. Hmm. Uh, that was my first. And then I decided to to leave the country because I thought it was too much um, that I needed a rest, let's say, of being the son of mm. this amazing person. Let's stay there. What, what was the imperfection of, of being a son of a president? Um, I, I only think that everything that, <clears throat> that happens is perfect in a way, no? Because, I mean... Although imperfections are perfect, that's also something that I, I like. But the little imperfection there was that it was difficult for me to step up, step out of being the son of, of, of this important person, also having the same name. Um, so also his story was part of my story too, too big of a fusion. No, was different, at least in Argentina, it was different to me to get separated to, to the story of his life, because I was the son of uh, the president and I was the son of someone who had resigned in, in difficult moments. Um, so I, uh, as I thought as a kid, like I thought sometimes that I would, I would very close to him and, and feel like uh, myself, the, the need of separation a little bit. Not from my father physically, but, but yes, to, to find my own story. And, and, and for that, I needed to be out of Argentina. Mm. So the imperfection was perfect in order to to leave the country to find myself. And then another journey started mm. in my life. So then 
you took your own way and that's um quite a quite a story again can you can you share what happened yeah then a new journey started trying to to figure it out my 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 own way as you said and i remember i went back to spain um it was such a freedom sensation to be in a country where nobody knows me and nobody knew, knew at the time that i was in that situation in argentina and i that that freedom gave me a lot of uh, light in in terms of what's next and i was completely free of choosing uh, new paths i remember i went um to journey into different places without taking care of what's next and that was a a very beautiful sensation at that time my brother antonio who was uh, living in in the state he was uh, partnering with shakira the famous singer um an artist and i was living in spain they came to visit me and we have a beautiful conversation uh, i was always fan of music in general and production remember i told you i've been working in production things in the past and at that time she was uh, ready to start a uh, touring she was in a very important tour and and in a way uh, i asked her it's incredible how famous you are around the world and and how beautiful is your music but for some reason in spain you don't have much attention yet um why don't you let me help you here in order to make your career bigger in this country because I feel people will love you here. At that time she was big in the states and Latin America but not not yet in Spain or not that much. And she says of course yes help me. And it was so interesting because in 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 less than a year um her public in Spain or her also endorsements and and ideas and sponsors and touring platform was bigger than the rest of Latin America. And I had to say that I've always been very lucky to work with her because uh, I was a very good manager because I became her manager. But but she's an amazing still artist, um, super talent. So in a way, it was easy to 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 sell her story to the world and 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 to co-produce her touring and and work in the music with her it was an amazing story. I admire her very much. What makes her so perfect? her imperfection i'll say yeah <laughs> yes because uh as a um, as an artist she she seems to be perfect but as a as a person as all of us is that imperfection is what makes the magic i think in every human being not only shakira but um <clears throat> she's a very talented poet uh, she writes amazing music um she's a very good dancer mm she loves to be an influential character um the imperfection is that she's not perfect as everybody from the public my my see no and that's the interesting part uh what happens backstage she's a normal human being with fears and like like all of us and and that imperfection was for me the the big attention to in order to help her to help such a great artist to make her voice loud and help the world because she was not only a singer she was a performer but she was a an activist and and I remember saying to myself I need to help this human being because she will do amazing things in the world and what did you learn from Shakira and the times you worked with her I learned um to be professional in in everything uh, I want to do in my life she's ch- such a Yeah, such a pro person in in every aspect of her career. It's amazing when you see rehearsals. Uh she's in charge of the light, of the sound, of the wardrobe, of uh, the music is I mean the lyrics, she's like 360. And I thought to myself, what what a good example to follow your your path, to know where you're good at and to to really um give water to your gift and 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 to make it big big enough uh she was never improvising she was never uh taking things um for granted and i learned from her the the, the passion of knowing that you are 
exactly doing what you can do best. And how the how that story ended and what unfolded after that? Well, I, I remember exactly how it ended because I was then living in New York, being the manager of Shakira at that time. She was doing such amazing things in the world from education to Waka Waka, the World Cups and many tours around the world. It was like more than seven years at that time as in, in that position. And I remember I had a, uh, that that morning I was in New York meeting the president of Sony Music. It was an important meeting. But then something happened. I remember I was in the elevator looking at myself in the mirror and I didn't recognize me. Like, who are you, Aito? Um, you've been talking about these beautiful things, but that that's not you anymore. That's, that's not your path. This is not your path. This is... You are representing someone, but this is not your life. And in that elevator, it was less than seven, six seconds. I, it's like I saw all my life again, no? Because I saw like my father, his life, him as a president, me in a way helping him, representing him, not as a manager, but... And then Shakira, such another big public figure, also doing the same, like uh, helping others to make their dreams come true. But that day I saw to myself, uh, I did eye contact in that mirror and I, and I asked myself, what about your dream? What about your goal? What about your path? What about your gift? And, and before uh, being down back on earth from the elevator, I decided to, to quit in a way. In a, but with, with a lot of calm and with a lot of, uh, you know when you have this sensation that the, that the, the answer is already there in your body. And I felt that, and uh, a new chapter started as well. <laughs> Such a perfect moment, a perfect event, and something changed. Yeah, that was a perfect moment because I remember um, when I first uh, started walking again, at least in my body with my own decision, I, I felt like flying. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, I, I flew away again <laughs> from New York in, in finding new ways. At that time, I thought that in order to find myself, I need to get lost. Uh, I'm, again, completely out of my family story and completely out of Shakira's story. And I think at that time, the first uh, destiny that I I found was Sri Lanka. And I went back to Sri Lanka to to visit an old friend, a beautiful monk. Uh, Not even to talk about it, but just to meditate and, and go inwards. And that was the first journey. Uh, let's say, into my uh, unconscious um, dreams in a conscious way, you know? Because I I knew that in order to find more answers, I needed to go into myself. And those were the times when also our path crossed. And you made a big impression because... When we met, you explained that you are you are in a kind of process of unlearning, and in a way, you described yourself as a laboratory. So you went all in to kind of experiment and and explore. Um, what were your methods to to really kind of find the answers within you? Interesting <coughs> that you remember that. Um, I always uh, said, yeah, that I wanted to do this laboratory of experiments, but basically starting with myself. Um, I, I was impressed <laughs> when I started to, to do these journeys into myself, how um, how um, how much we don't know about anything in our lives. No? And I thought, wow, this is incredible because too much information that we have from our education system, the schools also from our parents, I've been very lucky with the education they, they, they gave me. But then I thought, this is a, this is a lot of information here that is not mine, that is just I'm inherited this information from other cultures and, and for being in Argentina, for being in my country. Uh, then I went to Sri Lanka and I see completely different stories and I said, this is like a software. I have like one type of information, but, but there's so many. And so it was the first a period when I was trying to study everything, you know, from know, Kabbalah, the different type. I'm Catholic, but but I was thinking I need to study and to learn more. But then it became a point when I said, okay, the next part of the process is to unlearn everything. Uh, 
and really how to came back to this empty basil into my life because there's too much information here. So I started that process of re trying to reprogram myself, also trying to understand some techniques in how to reprogram. Uh, but it was more than anything, um, I don't want to say meditation, but, but, but walking and breathing and understanding to be back in connecting with nature. And uh, it was this beautiful um, battle against my thinking process and try to go down to my feeling emotions and, and try to dance between mind and body. <laughs> and often in this kind of soul-searching periods, the awareness starts to shine the light and you start to see your potential but also your imperfections. Was there something specific that you saw that, okay, this is not serving me anymore, I need to work with this specific uh, thing? Many, I should say. Um, I think I, I, I'm, I'm a guy that um, I'm always involved in many things and I I realized at that time that in order to be good at, at some of the things, I need to start saying no to many and to focus in my in the ones that I can do best, uh, which is not always a, an easy decision because I feel I can do very good things in, in many, but, but then I understood I need to do focus. No? And, and, um, and I think that was a big challenge for me, uh, start to really go inwards and, and understand where is my potential and try to follow that one. The beautiful part is that it's a journey that never ends. I don't think like, um, although now I'm closer to my potential or I'm closer to, to understand which are the things I know the best for me, it's always a constant um, feeling of understanding myself. Uh, but I think going back to your question, I have to get rid of some... Um, people around myself, not because they are good or bad, but because I feel that in order to to synchronize with new layers of my um, moment in life, I, I, I decided to stop seeing some people and try to go meet some new ones. Hmm. And that was an interesting process. It's not that I changed uh, friendship uh, from, I mean, friendship or, or, or new people from old people, but, but just trying to to vibrate with 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 new people in my life hmm. so it's yeah. like uh, setting a new standard through <coughs> the relaunch of Ito. <laughs> yes i mean it's uh who you met who you met on that new standard <laughs> hmm. i met very um humble people that that uh, i was like in in you know in 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 many events and people that I knew from all my life and, and suddenly I I met the wisdom of of humble people, of uh, priests, of uh, teachers, of... Uh, uh, I was very open to meet like new people. You know. I, I was like discovering life in a new way. Uh, sometimes I was talking more with the taxi driver than with my best friend mm. in order to get like new information. And I think my... At that time was beautiful how to how things in life appear naturally, no? When you when you open a gate, then you, you start uh, finding the right people. But for me, the, the big discovery was to, to meet people that uh, I never thought they were uh, the right people to tell me exactly what I was looking for. And now the gates are open. It's so clear that you, you created this new realm for yourself. You were the, you know, you took the initiative. And now if I look at your ventures and your businesses, they represent this new standard, right? Could you talk about, about what started to unfold after, after these uh, mm -hmm. realizations? Yeah, I think, I think in, I, I'm always saying these days that uh, I always give space to the universe to give me the, the final um, thought on any idea, no? I feel like I have a board in my life of <clears throat> people that help me understanding some of my decisions, but then the, the final decision is from the, from the universe. And when you open that gate, as you said, I feel it's important to, to learn how to listen. I listen more than, than, than any time in my life, but, but not to people, but to the universe, no? 
of course, to people as well. But I'm always trying to synchronize with the with the wisdom of the of the silence, with the wisdom of the the energy of of that sensation that you can have in your in your body that is a yes or is a no, um, and suddenly things start uh, aligning magically. Uh, of course, with my focus, of course, with my energy, but then uh, at least something clear becomes to my mind that is exactly I, I start knowing exactly what not to do and and to focus my life in the things that I know I can do best and and it has to have a meaning no I think when that gate opens finally you start feeling like okay if this is the last day of my life what can I do for for doing it better and that sounds like nomade can you walk us through what what is that yeah well nomade is a is a beautiful uh, journey that started with a with friends and families, with my brother Antonio and, and, and Sebastian, the the first um, creator of the of the place in Tulum, is a is a beautiful. Uh, it started as a hotel. We all came from this uh, amazing festival, Burning Man. Uh, it's a, it was still a big inspiration in my life, and we we spent many festivals there. But uh, it's a it's a very um, beautiful. Um, festival that in a way changed the, the, a lot of perspectives in your life but it's only one week although it seems like to be like a lifetime it's, it's just four or five days and so we, we had this sensation that when we, we when we leave Burning Man we, we didn't have a place to do like a soft landing because coming back to to the real world is a big shift and so we started landing in Tulum at that time was not that far from Burning Man and beautiful hotels were there so we rented this hotel and we started to do some uh, parties and celebrations just to do like a transition between Burning Man and real life. And and we realized that there, there, there's a space there, not as a business, but as a space for integration. Uh, and in a way, you don't need to go to Burning Man to, to, for the need of integration because life sometimes is so struggling in, in real life that we became this hotel like a nest uh, for integration life in general. And it's a new category. Uh, we started like six, seven years ago, but we call it transformational hotel, with this idea to to come, uh, rest, explore, investigate, dance, move yourself. We we believe healing is a is a joyful healing. Uh, but then we became more and more um, professionals. Let's say in in try to share the experience with our guests in in how our different ways to journey within in a in a beautiful space like Tulum and we we open up for tantra classes and um, biohacking and um, many things that that in in combination with resting and good sleep is a great gateway to to start the, the journey inside beautiful and now you have a interesting portfolio of of ventures yeah um so when I when I, nomade as I said is is for me one of the of the main ones because I'm in charge of the transformational department uh, in all the new ideas on how to connect ancient wisdom with technology and how can we offer in this experience that is not just a hotel so I put a lot of energy there we have another entity called nomade lab which is uh, where we practices and and invite um, teachers and trainers in order to to learn more from them and what from that content we can then put in in the hotels. Um, I'm also in the food industry a little bit with a company called Eternal Foods, uh, also from from mushrooms, trying to to create like some replacement of meat that I think is going to be very important for the future. Um, I still eat in meat sometimes in my life, uh, but less and less, and I think. In order to to get a final, the perfect tune vibration with everything, uh, less meat or replacement for meat is also needed. So eternal food is in that way, and and then in my experience in my life, I, I did a lot of time psychedelics. In, in I, I love the to be uh, uh, in the jungle with shamans, and uh, I had many experiments there, and and I realized once. What a what a beautiful thing to share with with people that I know they're not going to be never here in the jungle like with me with this shaman because 
for different reasons. We have different personalities and they're not going to do it this way. But the, the medicine is incredible. The, what I call the psilocybin, no? On, on the world of psychedelics that I did many, I found psych, uh, psilocybin one of the, the gentle ones. And, and I thought about this idea of, of how can we offer um, a journey or a good experience in, in the city in a, in a very safe container place uh, to people like my mother that she's not going to come never to the jungle with me, with this shaman that I love, but she will be afraid. And then we started this Spinoza company. Um, psychedelics are, they are, they are making a huge wave now. The governments kind of shut it down as, and all their kind of healing qualities with mental health uh, improvements, they were, they were forgotten for decades. And right now we live amazing new era where investments are moving towards psychedelics. I just came from uh, Davos World Economic Forum and on the side events there was like a whole week of uh, uh, programming in the in the medical psychedelic house. It goes without saying psychedelics are here. They will help with the global mental health uh, problem, the epidemic there. So what about Spinoza? What's the help for um, like a common person like me who doesn't know much about psychedelics? What what is the what is the added value to become part of your community? Well, first the the, the company name is in honor of the great Dutch philosopher Spinoza, who was the first one who says, "Please, guys, let's start unifying body and mind because they are completely uh, one same thing." And, and if we don't understand this, it's going to be difficult to, to make the full process, which I agree 100%. At that time was Descartes and, and, and the others like uh, separated a little bit everything. Um, he, he had this beautiful quote that Deus sive natura, meaning um, God is in nature and, and you will find it there and we have the same substance. So in a way for me, Spinoza was a big master of the concept of, of oneness, of wholeness, no? There's there's one big thing and and by the way you have the we have the same substance of this one thing so there's no separation. Um, so for me, uh, Spinoza now the company um, and psychedelics is this vision of of trying in a little journey, uh, deep, little but but profound, to to really have the feeling of this oneness because we live in this world completely um, with duality all the time and separation good and bad poor and rich uh, black and white and 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 we we don't have this sense of wholeness um, so Spinoza is a, a company that different from other companies we don't want to to be in the psychedelic world only to treat depression which I think is amazing and, and has a super uh, potential value but we feel what about people that are not depressed but they want also to understand more and to start that inner journey and to feel that wholeness and oneness and and maybe we can help as well and and that's the beauty to be in this country where it's completely free how it works you are a community you provide products what is this all about yeah well we, we started at uh, the community um, basically there's there's three pillars let's say w one is uh, the product itself here the travel in the Netherlands that is the place where we are allowed to to sell and to share um, then we have these ceremonies uh, that it can be like um, with groups uh, or or personnel uh, we do it in in the city centers and we do it outside into nature which is also amazing um, and step by step we're creating the community we're also launching um, these next days the, the Spinoza app which resumes in a way everything that we're doing because in the app you have master classes uh, about how to make it uh, good the trip uh, you have a lot of information uh, you have good music you have uh, examples of intentions you have beautiful things and deep things in order to 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 help understand not beginners but people that maybe never tried before so the app is there's many times that i've been in with people like okay i have this chocolate let's do but but it's important to do it in the right place, in the right set and setting, and 
And for me, I've been in, in the recreational side myself, experiment with, with these substances, but I feel much more pleasure with when you use it as a therapeutical um, plant. Hmm. Not plant, but medicine, sorry. Yeah. In the world of psychedelics, they always say set, setting, and intention. Those are the three very important things. And um, I think that if you know that you are in a good conditions, if you're not taking any pills, any antidepressant, you don't have problems with alcohol, uh, you have to know yourself in order to do the the, the work. But what, once you are there, um, it's about letting you um, enjoy the journey and, and, and see and be very aware of of the experiment, of the presence. Is uh, for me. I always said is uh, you can have ten, you can have in one good journey of psilocybin uh, the comparison of ten years of therapy. You know, um, but it's um, it's different for everyone. Uh, for me, it's a beautiful journey from, I mean, going to the unconscious. Uh, go, trying to go into your unconscious with a with a little lamp, you know, and to see what's what's out there, what is in this um, world of uh, shadows that that sometimes we don't want to get in. I think it was uh, Joseph Campbell who says the 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 hole you fear to enter might uh, have the treasure you seek. Mm. And I think that the the journey into at least with psilocybin for me is like okay, I'm gonna go a little bit into my unconsciousness in order to understand myself better. What would be your thoughts to people who approach psychedelics through fear? Um, I think fear is always interesting also. I think it's um, perfect and imperfect depending on the on the moment you take fear in consideration. But uh, I understand any approach into psychedelics, also when people don't know much about it, and I think it's very important to to get good information about it. Um, I think not everyone needs psychedelics. That's also beautiful because people can go to the same place without it. I think psychedelics, in a way, they are a good shortcut in order to see something that for others like me can take years of meditation or a lot of time to have like a like a deep um, experience. Um, but I don't feel psychedelic is something that that you need. Once, what, once it reveals you uh, what is there that can help you, you don't need to repeat the experience all the time. But it, give you a, it gives you a, a big insight in, in, in what is a huge possibility for you to get out of, of some sensations. Um, that's the beauty of psychedelics. Sometimes there's a little bit confusion that people like, okay, but so, so, so I need to repeat the experience many times. And sometimes I feel like maybe one good journey would be enough for, 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 for a lot of people in order to see what's your potential. And then you can go that way completely out of the psychedelic experience, but in your own journey. How you see the legislation changing? I mean, we, we've seen, uh, the first wave of um, freeing marijuana in in US mm-hmm. the psychedelics are making their way to to the medical realm how you see the next 5 10 years um, i see the world following <laughs> the netherlands always because you know with 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 marijuana it happened the same with cannabis here in the netherlands was always approved no problem and then the world started to see what's going on here and of course going more with Therapeutical uh, laws, etc., and now I have the same feeling because in the Netherlands, uh, the truffle is, is not the the full thing, but the truffle is is already allowed because they know uh, it could be recreational or therapeutical in a good way. So I, I always say to my partner, Let, let's follow the Netherlands. They they know. I mean, they're always one step be behind. Sorry, one step uh, uh, ahead, and. Um, and then the world will follow them. Mm. And, and and it's happening right now because, you know, Oregon, Canada, there's other states. So I see this movement unstoppable in a way. Uh, also because the amount of research from Hopkins University and many others, um, this was this was very much developed uh, in the 60s. Uh, there was a problem there that, that the government of 
of Nixon at that time stopped all the investigation, but but now, thanks God, there's this this comeback. Uh, but there's not something new. It's not something that the world or the government is just the last two three years saying, okay, this is we are we are going back to a lot of uh, data and information that this is very good for for some depression states or people that want to get better. Can psychedelics take us from imperfection to perfection? I think um, they can take us everywhere from imperfection to perfection and from perfection to imperfection the other way around. Um, because the beauty is that you understand that there's 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 both part of the same coin for me, perfection and imperfection. Um, love and sadness, uh, fear and joyful. It's all part of the same of the same thing. But 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 if we change our perception in how to to think about perfection or imperfection, I think that that's the beauty of 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 a new perspective. Um, and as I said before, I, I think that there's a lot of people that they know they don't need psychedelics, uh, and there's some that that it might be like helpful just to do it at least sometimes in order to. It's like a booster of consciousness, and then you see something that you can say, okay, it's true. There's no duality. In reality, we are connected with everything. We are one with the tree. We're one with the universe. Uh, there's no separation either with my enemies. We are the same. There's no genders. Um, and when you see it, this, you believe it because you experiment 100%. And then you go back to life. Then you, duality arises again. But you know that you saw it and you know that it's true. And then you can come back there by, by meditating or by only awareness or or any different. Uh, that's the beauty for me about psychedelics. You don't need to repeat the experience many times. Hmm. What is your personal definition for perfection? Perfection. You know, it's interesting because I, I, I was never um, trying to in general to to follow perfection as a as a focus in my life uh so perfection for me is like this um it's like a not like a, an objective but 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 something that i might use unconsciously i should say um in order to to try to do my best but, but my goal i think is try to do my best then if it is perfect or not uh, sometimes i I'm, I'm not that um sure but but perfection is like a it's like a flag for me that is is there in the up in the mountains and um that I don't know if I will catch it uh it's not my objective but it's good for me to see the that is that is windy in the top of the mountain and and at at least I follow that direction uh without trying to be perfect all the time but 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 to fly in that direction hmm. what does success mean to you success for me means um get ill get, get get on a way of of a much simple life um success for me means uh, trying to get rid of um, the idea of success that i learned when i was a kid uh get it outside of the uh, this idea of, of material gains or or that I need to be a superpower businessman. Uh, success for me is my my way of understanding life, and year by year is interesting because it's, it's more into the the light aspect of 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 business. No, in general, it's like uh, for me, success is being down to earth, barefoot, in a small house uh, with friends and and more and more um, out of the crazy world. Hmm. And what can we learn from imperfection? From imp- I think imperfection in a way is, is, is much more uh, a good teacher than perfection because imperfection can can help you understand which is that, that you need to, to perform better. Um, I love imperfection. He's for me the great teacher of... Uh, I don't know if I will. Of course, sometimes I have this idea: well, this was a perfect day, or 
I just did a perfect speech or of this is was a but the imperfection for me is a, is more like the type of teacher that I'm looking for in general who gives me this idea of um Aito, you need to still working on on yourself so I love imperfections in my life hmm. and what would be your advice to people who who have problem with the whole psychedelic movement who feel that it's it's you know it's out of control it's against laws you know the whole society is teaching another storyline what would be your advice to people who who kind of try to align themselves with this new wave of of uh, psychedelic medical medical psychedelic uh, movement hmm. I, i think um As I said before, there there's many um, things for different people. No, S- some some people goes with meditation. Some people go with uh, hiking. Some people go with psychedelic. Some people go with uh, different things. Psychedelic is one more. It's not the panacea. It's not the it's not the way. I'm not even saying okay. This is the way. If you are depressed, of this is the way. If you need to have a an amazing experience, it's just another way, and 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 it's a good one. And it's a good one, and and basically the science is saying it's a good one, uh, because the psilocybin and it's, it's amazing the world of the of the mushroom, no, is the is the third kingdom on earth, no, and it's so powerful how they work, uh, below the trees, connecting the trees, and and do like amazing, um, general things for for nature. I think life in in the earth will be impossible without them, and in a way I feel they do the same in our minds. They are connectors of neurons and, and and ways in our mind that are not yet connected for different reasons. Sometimes for an injury, sometimes for a depression, sometimes because we forgot. I always like to say that in a way, uh, psilocybin or psychedelics helps you to remember what we already forgot, but we have always inside. So it's, it's not the answer to, to many things. We are not the type of company who says, okay, this is the answer it's just one more way um, and it's a beautiful one maybe it's not for everyone uh, and I understand people that don't like it uh, again we are not endorsement uh, this as the as the way for healing I mean normally we do many things but not psychedelics but this is another beautiful way uh, beautiful to experiment and to see what has to give to any different person Beautiful. And after all this, the journey, the transformation, the new businesses, if you look at yourself five years from here, what would be the perfect place for you? I think I want to be in a little town in the mountains from an old village. Um, very, you know, with these tones type of house um, in this uh, with old memories and it's so interesting for me how, how things are changing in my life and, and that's a good question how I envision myself and I see myself barefoot eating bread with olive and tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> in a very old house with very good connection to keep writing Uh, but maybe with, without of any of the material things that are around me, like. And who are who, who are with you there? My partner, um, some few friends, and people I would love to to work with that I don't know. I, I as I said, I love to to get to know people that I don't know, and I would love to this this journey not also into psychedelics, but 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 into healing and transformation. Uh, I think I will love my little community and, and people who are coming to this old town village uh, in order to get an experience uh, with nature, with telepathy, with, with coming back to nature. Uh, I would love to be a host in, a, in this little little village up in the mountains to, to see if there is something there I can share with others. Telepathy. That's something you you've been diving recently. Could you could you share a bit about that? Yeah. 
So I did this course with an amazing um, German doctor. Um, she She's doing this telepathy classes and courses, which is so interesting because basically it's trying to connect with the, with the spirit of uh, animal, plants, trees. Um, there's a way to communicate with all of them. In a way, is what we said before about Spinoza and, and the connection with everything. There's so much information out there that we don't know how to communicate with that information. Um, of course, sometimes you have the feeling that you can talk to your dog or you know what happened to the dog or your cat, sometimes with a horse. But so telepathy is a little bit of uh, instructions in how to make that uh, open gate, how, how to open your your communication through these channels. With, with It was amazing because I was meditating with a very old 800-old uh, tree, an olive tree, and I, and I sat down there. And but for the first time, I was able to to ask questions to the trees and and try to understand and receive their information back. And it it happens. I mean, everything is talking into nature, and and so telepathy is a very beautiful way of of interacting with them. Hmm. What the tree told you? The tree told me something very beautiful because he he's like eight hundred years, uh, approx. And and he told me, Aito, can you see? Uh, you're putting sometimes too much thinking process, thinking that because you're getting older, you have to rush because this will be the best years of your life now, three, four, five. But then after 50, you're going to be older and, and, and you need to hurry up. But look at myself. I'm 800 <laughs> years. Uh, each time is better for me. Yeah. Uh, so getting older is getting wiser. Take out your thinking process of the equation, enjoy life, and and remember always that uh, old people is they are the masters, and you are in the way to be your master. So don't get hurried; just walk and enjoy the ride. Wow! What a perfect moment. <laughs> that was a perfect moment, completely. <laughs> yes. Great. Thank you so much for being guest and uh, friend and brother. I really appreciate this talk. Thank you. Thank you, Risto, very much. Thank you for your invitation. And hope to see you soon and keep talking about life in our path. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Talks of Imperfection. The podcast is enabled by Edita Prima, the kindest Nordic tech company that orchestrates automated customer journeys to perfection by turning data friendly. That's all, folks. It was good to have you on board. Please subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Instagram and hold tight until the next episode.